Are you trying to start a podcast but are struggling with the process? Well, you're in the right place now. Contact one of us at Across the Board Sports and we can help you get started through Anchor. We're looking for more podcasters and the best place to do your show is on Anchor. It is the easiest way to distribute your podcast on all major platforms and it's the most user-friendly website. Contact us and let's begin. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the latest episode of Across the Cavs. I am your host, as always, Zach White, saying what's up from the 201. Had a chance to meet with Austin Carr and John Michael on Monday at the Garden. Cavs fell to the Knicks, but what an experience. Two tremendous human beings were able to really talk about broadcasting and life as a a whole and really two great guys and we listen to them every night and just to be able to meet with them in person and chat it was a great experience I definitely recommend it 25 out of 10 if you get an opportunity Austin's great is as cool and swaggy as you'd expect and John just such a such a class classy guy and just so generous to take time about 25 minutes before tip off so just wanted to say that. And for today's show, we got two parts. A mailbag segment and part two, ranking Austin's catchphrases. So let's do it. First question of the mailbag coming in as saying, I think there might be a lineup change coming up. Should the Cavs shake things up after a blowout loss? Well, they've had several blowout losses in a row. Things have not been great in the land of late. Cleveland's dropped five in a row as the schedule has gotten tough and those five losses. Tough one. They should have beaten Philly the first time they didn't, and they fell to Miami to Philly. The Knicks blew us out with Kevin Love not in the lineup, and then over to Miami, and that just that was just a dumpster fire against the Heat. You got Dallas and Portland this weekend, Brooklyn, Orlando, Milwaukee, Detroit. Potential for a much better week next week against three injury-prone or rather injury-plagued teams. But, you know, there really isn't much to do with shaking up the lineup. Jordan Clarkson is cemented as a reserve. Tristan rested last game. He should be back. They should have all three bigs for the Dallas game, Nance Love and Thompson all out there. You tried starting Kevin Porter against the Knicks, and he had some good results. The only change with what they have right now I can think of I mean, you're not bringing Garland or Sexton off the bench. Colin is cemented. The bigs are cemented. It would be a big blow to Darius Garland's confidence if he was taken out of the starting lineup. And the only move would be at small forward. If Dylan Windler was healthy, I would say go for it. Give it a try. Try bringing Jetty off the bench. Um, They could start Kevin Porter. He had to play some four when he played next to Osman against the Knicks when Love was out. And that was quite a bit difficult. But, you know, I think we got to see how the Dallas game goes. If it really doesn't go according to plan tomorrow night against Dallas, you know, maybe Saturday you could throw Porter back in. This is a learning process. And some of the questions will address John Beeline and his role so far. It's a learning process. This is a team not expected to contend for anything this season, not a playoff spot, not a championship. They're going to have a good draft pick, really, no matter what happens the rest of the way, barring a 20-game winning streak. I'd love that, but that's not what. It's probably not going to happen one and two. It's not about winning now. Well, 
you want to win some games, but it's not about it's not about winning now. It's about building. It's about competing. And you know, you know what the Cavs a hashtag on Twitter? It's be the fight. They just got to be the fight, and you know, keep pursuing. No lineup change for the moment. If, if Jetty struggles again, go to Porter. And next question about saying what's up with Jetty Osman? His play has dipped the last few games, and uh, you know, that's the Jetty Osman experience. And love Jetty. Might be one of my next Cavs shirts. To be honest, he's averaging eight points, three rebounds, two assists, shooting just 39% from the floor, 50% from the line, 36% from three. Yeah, so the scoring is kind of just gone by the wayside. Jetty's not putting the ball in the basket. Uh, something I love from Osman is when he puts it on the floor and gets inside because he is very solid going to the rim. So we look at his recent games. Oh, yikes. So he had 12 against Miami the first time. He's had five, five, and three these last three games. Rebound totals have been okay, four, eight, and just one. Assist totals, one, two, one. He's minus 32 against the Knicks, minus six against Miami. Jetty's not had a positive plus minus in the last five games. His minute totals have dipped as the team has gotten blown out, just 22 minutes in back-to-back games. He has potential. He scored in double figures six games or earlier in the year. He had some 20-point efforts last season. His defense is solid. I'm not really sure what the fix for Jetty is. You, you can get him more shots. You can put him on different guys on defense, try and get his confidence up. He's capable of scoring. He was a very good player in the Olympics over the summer, rather the FIBA World Cup. I don't know if benching him is going to fix that. I just think, but again, going back to my last answer, maybe you need to to get Porter out there. I think just get him chances to shoot. Sometimes he's a little shy. You can get him good looks. Maybe he'll knock some down. He can find his groove. His confidence will return. Uh, A confident Jetty is a good Jetty. What we saw from him last year, all the times he scored 20, had some clutch shots. Uh, Come on, he's capable of more, and yes, we have to hold him to a higher standard. Just watch out for him, though. I think that uh, this weekend, his play, and then against Brooklyn on Monday, next three games, I think he'll average in the 10 to 15 point per game ballpark, and things will go better. Next question. Do you believe this team has the right pieces, and that Coach B is the guy? So the Cavs rotation this season is injuries have taken their toll. It's unfortunate John Henson's only been able to play one game. He could be close to coming back, however. Starting lineup has been Garland, Sexton, Osman, K-Love, and Tristan. That's fine. Bench, Deli, Clarkson, Kevin Porter, Larry Nance. And while Nance was out, they had Zizic get some minutes. Alfonso McKinney actually had a really nice game against the Knicks a couple back. Haven't seen Dylan Windler yet. Uh, Brandon Knight's gotten some minutes. As far as the bench goes, I think that Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance have to be the anchors. The former Laker teammates came here together. Jordan's got to get the 15 to 20 points when he can. Larry Nance spearheads a lot of their runs with his energy and has new ability to be a consistent three-point shooter. Um, You know, I think they're important. I think Porter has to be the energy guy. I think he needs to start making some more shots. It's going to turn 20 in May. Still a very young guy. we got Dean Wade and Tyler Cook on the two-way deals. I'm not honestly too fond of either one of them. Uh, you know, Dean Wade, maybe he'll prove me wrong. Tyler Cook, I've seen him a little bit. Not great. I think he needs to lose a few pounds. 
Alfonso McKinney, not really an essential part of this future. If the Cavs are going to make some moves, I'm not totally sure what players they can trade and who can be moved. I do like the when they're fully healthy, their bench rotation with Delhi, Jordan, Larry, and, and KPJ. I'm excited for Windler to get healthy. Maybe if he does, you, you maybe you're comfortable trading Clarkson for something else. And he's a great score, but maybe you find another guy. If you can trade Brandon Knight at the deadline somehow, that would be great, even if it's for a second-round pick. Every draft pick that you get is huge. You never know what you'll find in that 60-man draft. And I, I do think John Beeline's the guy. Uh, the early wins the Cavs had this year were kind of an indication. Yes, every no team's going to go 0-82. Nobody, the worst team ever, 7-59. Nine and seventy-three. Uh, you're not going to be great every night. You're going to play some good competition. You're going to play coaches that just plan better than you. And the Cavs, you know, they started four and five. They look good at the beginning. Yes, they've dropped five in a row. But you know, John being on, I think, has inspired confidence in some of his younger guys. It still has to come from Jetty, no doubt about it. But Kevin Love's been great. Tristan's been great. Beeline's given him more freedom in this offense than Larry Drew. Uh, Mike Brown, Byron Scott, or Ty Lue, David Blatt ever did. Uh, Colin Sexton. Kind of the same type of guy as last year. I think he's finishing with more efficiency. He's learning how to knock down the three at an even higher rate than last season. And he's had his first 30-point game, which is also great to see in the team's last win uh, 11 days ago. But, you know, Beeline's the guy. I think he'll be a great piece uh, for this Cavs team. I think when they next make the playoffs... Old man John Beeline, and be 67 on his next birthday, will be the head coach. Question four, do you think KPJ will ever reach his full potential? I do. And uh, talking with my man Cody Shalafu on the pod a couple weeks ago, he was very high on Kevin Porter Jr. He, and on the season, KP is averaging seven points and three rebounds, one and a half assists. He is shooting just 25% from three, 39% from the floor, 77% from the foul line. He's making only .6 threes per contest. He had the one-game suspension earlier. He got the start against the Knicks and put up double-figure scoring, although he missed most of those free throws, uh, unfortunately, which was not great. The one thing with the Cavs, though, is that they've had the strength of schedule second they're second in that category, and to see their record now is not great. Although they've had some real hard games uh, of late. But talking about Kevin Porter, we'll look through some of his games. Uh, KPJ, the rookie out of USC. He's still just 19. Young guy. So he's been in double figures twice. He had 13 in the win over the Wizards, 18 in the loss to the Knicks. In both games that he scored double figures, he took 11 shots. He went scoreless in his NBA debut. You know, he's had, hasn't had any great statistical showings besides the performance against New York. I had a couple blocks in the game against Indiana early in the season. I, I think he'll reach his potential at some point. He's only had a positive net rating in five games, although in the loss against Miami, he was plus three in an 11-point defeat. So that tells you a lot that the team played better with him on the floor. What I think he has to do, he just has to find confidence in his shot. A lot of the time he gets the ball, he's passive, and he can't be passive. He needs to be aggressive. He needs to be looking for his game. Sometimes you got to be a little selfish and take a few shots instead of just being passive or 
You know, when you get the ball sometimes, just shoot it. You don't always have to get to the basket. You don't have to do a nice dribble move. Just put it up. And I think when Kevin Porter gets there, he starts throwing up shots with confidence, I think he'll be fine. And I think he'll be very good for this team in the future, as my man Cody also said. And thoughts on trading Kevin Love versus keeping him? A lot of Cavs fans are probably going to disagree with me. I have a concrete answer. It is two words. Keep him. Keep the man. Kevin Love helped the Cavs win the title a few seasons ago. He has been great while he's been here. And you, no matter what you can get for Kevin Love, it's not going to make you a better team. Unless you're trading with it, you're not going to be getting a first-round pick that's near the top of the lottery for Kevin Love. If you're trading Kevin Love, he's going to be going to a playoff team. So the draft pick you're getting for this season wouldn't even get necessarily get you a star. I mean, maybe having two first-round picks is great, but why would you want an inexperienced 20- to 22-year-old to take a few years to develop when you have a concrete piece in Kevin Averaging 19, 12, and 3 assists a game right here. By the way, he's playing 33 minutes. He's committing less than 2 fouls a game. His defense has been great. Keep him. Don't get rid of him. Why, why would you trade Kevin Love? What can you get? Okay, maybe I love him too, but Jordan Clarkson might be a tradable piece. A lot of teams in need of a score off the bench could use him come playoff time. But you can't trade Kevin Love. He is the identity he is the anchor. Kevin Love is the Cavaliers. I, he is the man for the Cavs. He's the leading scorer. Gets to the bucket. He rebounds. He can pass it as well as any big man. The outlet passing. The strength of this team right now is Love and Tristan. We've seen a game without Love against the Knicks. Horrible. We've seen a game without Tristan against Miami. Horrible. They play together. It's great. They have an identity in the low post. That's how they move the ball. They're not going to win much without them. Every team adapts to different situations. You can't trade Kevin Love. Kevin Love is the heart and soul of this team along with Colin Sexton. He is here to stay. And that is it for the mailbag. And to all who submitted the questions, thank you. I will be tagging you all in the Twitter post for the pod when it goes up. And on to the segment. Austin Carr catch phrases ranked. Austin Carr had number one pick of the Cavs in the 1970s. It was 71. 48 years ago last week, he made his debut. He's been an announcer for several years. He played for nine. Mr. Cavalier went to a Cavs-Celtic game at TD Garden four years ago. Lo and behold, an Austin Carr jersey was spotted. Yes, the Austin Carr jersey made an appearance in Boston, more popular than the Ball Pierce 34 jersey, might I add. He's had some great catchphrases over the years. Uh, whether he's calling games with Fred, rest in peace, Fred McLeod. Uh, next show, we'll give you the Fred McLeod catchphrases ranked. He was just so great. He had some unbelievable ones. But Austin Carr, maybe the best catchphrases of any color man in the league. No disrespect to Clyde Frazier and his rhythm, but Austin Carr might be the best wordsmith among NBA color commentators in the NBA. Let's go through. Number, we got the top five catchphrases ranked number five. Dots the eye. Kevin Love puts it up from three, and it's good. He dots the eye. Kevin Love knocking it down, as he usually does, and that's just my impression. That's not a specific play. 
Austin Carr, when the three-pointer drops, talks about them dotting the eye, putting the eye on top as the ball falls through the hoop from beyond the arc. It's pretty simple, but creative. It's a solid one. Number four, this is one I use in my own broadcast. We have a mouse in the house. When Blake Griffin posts up Nate Robinson, for example, in another game, when Tristan Thompson goes to work against smaller players and you get Kevin Love inside, you got a against a guard, that is called a mouse in the house, a little man patrolling the paint with a big guy posting them up and you're going to take advantage of that situation. Number three, throws the hammer down. When it's thrown down, a big slam. Austin Carr be like, he throws the hammer down. So Fred would set him up now. John sets him up, and he just dunks it on him, throws it down. You know, it's, it's classy. It's great. You talk about Thor. You now talk about Myers Leonard over in Miami when he does it. But throwing the hammer down, you get a lot of those from TT. Waiting on some from KPJ. Had a big one from Colin Sexton on Wendell Carter, and the teams went over Chicago. I love it. It's, it's a good one. It's a really solid one. And, uh, you know, it's Austin is very good with these catchphrases. He does a real nice job with them. And then number – and actually, so we have the top four, actually. So we have Dots the Eye, Mouse in the House, Throws the hammer down, and number one, from deep in the queue, or from deep in the rock, from deep in the garden. This is just so great, and you've seen it used by some other announcers, but it is. Matt Devlin uses this over in Toronto. I'm not sure if he had it before Austin. My guess is that Matt may have spoken to Austin. Like the great kaboom call of Eric Reed on the heat, he got that one from Neil Funk of Chicago. But whenever uh, Matt Devlin's Raptors hit a three, it's from, well, he doesn't say from deep. He says, he talks about, he gives a different district of the country, a different borough area, if you will, of where the shot was made. Austin Carr, just so good when Colin hits one at the garden from deep in Madison Square Garden. And, you know, from deep in the queue, I use that in all of my broadcasts and it's great. It's, it gets you going. You expect it, and it's good. An honorable mention. Uh, this was both, he, he did this with Fred. Talk about the Cavs as the good guys. The home team, the heroes. And you know, this is something anyone could think of, but they did it first, and they use it well. Talking about the good guys. Good guys leading by 12, and he just does such a nice job. It was a pleasure to meet Austin. Austin and John, great people, and I can't wait to hear the rest of the Cavs games. So that'll do it. For this edition of Across the Cavs, I'm Zach Weiss. We will see you next week.